You're listening to the Winged Octopus Podcast, brought to you by Howie's Hockey Tape. Here are your co-hosts, Tess, Tanner, and Tyler. What's up and welcome to another episode of Winged Octopus. This is me, Tyler, here alongside Tanner and my buddy Tess. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm good. How are you gentlemen doing? I'm still in the office, so it's been one of those days. Every day you're hustling, hustling. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing pretty good here. We actually have someone that we want to introduce. Greg is going to be our our new producer here. So, Greg, say hi to everybody. How's it going, everyone? Uh, I'm just happy I'm not at actual work. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for rubbing in. Appreciate it. So welcome, Greg. Um, we'll shout out his Twitter handle later, and you guys can uh, send him a nice welcome tweet. So so we have a lot to get into in a short period of time here. Um, you know, this is kind of going to be a shorter show here. Um, LCA Open, we have the Andreas Athanasiu situation. We have uh, the prospect tournament we want to touch on briefly, and we also have the training camp situation. So first, I'm going to start with the LCA opening. So Little Caesars Arena officially opened last night with the Kid Rock uh, concert. Um, so now it's going to smell uh, reek of weed and probably beer. <laughs> um, but I've uh, I've heard some good things about it. You know, a lot of people have gone and toured it and everything like that. Tess was there and, and she got to take in the Hockey Town 5K and, you know, got to see Joe Lewis and... Um, and she got to see Little Caesars Arena as well. So, Tess, I'm going to turn it over to you for your experience there. I was speechless when I went to LCA. Like, I legit was just in shock. And I don't know if anyone saw on Twitter, I did the Pocky Town 5K with some of my good friends. Also, another Wing Octopus member, Michael. Um, I finally got to meet him in person. So, we walked the 5K together. And it was just really cool. And the how they had it start off, we started off at Fox Theater. And then the route took us to the Joe. And we got to do, like, a lap inside the Joe. So, it was like... One final goodbye. We all got to say our goodbyes to the Joe. And it was so weird because the banners weren't there. There was no ice. It was just, you know, the scoreboard was still there and the glass and boards were just like, it's just so empty. But all this history was still lingering there. And then the finish line was at LCA. And then we got to go inside the concourse and kind of tour that. And, oh, my God, it was just so shiny and new. I felt like a little child, like all these new shiny things I wanted to go (laughs) touch. I was like, oh, my God. Like the fact that I could walk hold my arms out like this and not touch anyone than like the concourse. It was awesome. And the bathrooms have TVs. Bless. It was so awesome. So I'm a little bit jealous of those. I get to go to the preseason games and home opener because I won't be going to any games soon, but I am uh, thrilled with this new arena. It's just oh, so new, so high tech, and it's going to be an awesome, awesome season being there. From everything I've seen, you know, it looks amazing. They dressed it up well. Um, you know, the, the sound apparently is good. I was actually talking to a friend of mine that was at the concert last night. She said the sound was great. Um, she also said that the, the seats in the upper level are very, very, very steep. And to that, I say uh, Bell Center V2, because that's what it was modeled after. And, I you know, I believe that the Bell Center is very steep as well. Um, from all the videos I've ever seen and everything. But I think uh, from everything I've heard, it looks and sounds like it's going to be a blast on opening night when I'm there in Detroit. Tanner, what are your thoughts on, uh, on the new arena and, you know, the, I guess the closing of Joe Lewis arena as well. I saw some video that they posted the other day, did kind of a walkthrough and interviewed some people um, that got a chance to check it out. Two of my favorite things were the fact they brought the Olympia letters over Mm -hmm. to little Caesars arena and put those. I thought that was really cool. 
And then up until I think 9-11, I didn't even realize that they were doing that LED lighting in the arena portion. Mm -hmm. um, I thought, I think, depending on what they decide to do with that, that could look really cool during games. Um, and they could probably get very creative with using yeah. that. Um, to Tessa's point earlier, like it looked spacious. <laughs> like it's you, very just walk spacious. In and just, it opens up. Um, there were, they talked about some of the roof paneling, like the windows or whatever. It was just really cool experiencing that so um the walkthrough was kind of cool I, I look forward to seeing how the fans react and i also to your point of how steep the seats were in, in kind of like the nosebleed section a lot of people were saying that that atmosphere that was the same in joe lewis they did a really good job of trying to bring it over to little caesar's arena yeah. um trying to kind of keep it um nice and i heard the seats were nice and everything too so i'm looking forward to see how the fans react i hope they take care of it and you know it looks, uh, I need to get there one day. Yes, we all do. Well, I'll certainly be the judge of that on opening night. I'll let you know if it's loud. I'll let you know. Yeah, if, uh... <laughs> Keep rubbing it in. Tyler. Keep rubbing it in. Um, but, but to our point, we'll kind of, we'll kind of peel off this real quick and get right back on track here. But um, we mentioned a couple times about our Snapchat um, that we will be having, giving out to fans on our account, our winged octopus, follow us at winged octopus on Snapchat. Um, that way y'all can send photos when you're at Little C's Arena to our story, um, whether it's things that you just find cool or hockey or selfies or octopus being thrown on the ice, whatever. So um, make sure you make use of that. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think it was a great idea. And, uh, you know, credit to Michael for that idea, because, you know, that doesn't happen without Michael. So. Uh, we're actually going to move on to, we actually seen some banners. Uh, they had a lot of the players there. One of those was Andreas Athanasiu. And so we're going to switch to uh, that subject. Uh, the latest is Andreas Athanasiu obviously is a restricted free agent. The latest is that the Red Wings have on the table a two-year deal with worth $1.9 a year or a one-year deal worth $1 or $1.5 million a year. Obviously, that's via Craig Custance, so, you know, thank you for that. Is he going to the KHL? Do people think that he's going to go to the KHL? Does, is Ken Holland going to uh, budge? Is uh, What does this mean moving forward for the Red Wings? So, Tanner, I'm going to start with you because, you know, you seem to have a pretty strong opinion about this. Go ahead. Ken, Ken Holland doesn't sign this freaking guy by the time the season <laughs> starts. Like, I'm going to have way more of a problem with the guy than I already do. <laughs> it like, seems like the guy has not watched an ounce of hockey in Detroit for probably like the last three seasons, at least the last three seasons. I don't think they can put this guy in a – I think Anthony Sioux has all the leverage right now because as well as he's played the last season or two, he has all the leverage to get a contract that he wants. And because Ken Holland has given out all these bad contracts, they have little wiggle room on that side. But, again, Anthony Sioux, I think, has the best wiggle room for that. I just, it, it makes no sense to me. It makes no sense. Sign the guy, man. It, it's not difficult. A lot of these, and I don't remember what the numbers are. Somebody can en enlighten me on that real quick. Um, I believe what they were offering him was much less than what guys like Darren Helm is getting paid. They're, um, yeah, they're apparently offering him uh, 1.9, I think it was, on a two-year, 1.5 on a one-year. Oh, yeah. oh, man. What what are we doing, Ken Holland? Seriously, what what are we doing? 
You're giving those big uh, contracts to Advocate or your homeboy. That's what we're doing. I don't get it. <laughs> we're not, <laughs> not getting into that. Like a, I'm not asking Sorry, for like a six to eight year contract here or anything, but like that man deserves more than 1.9 for two years. I, I, he deserves more than 1.9 for two years. And, and you can't tell a guy like that to play for his contract because he's played for his contract the last two years. Well, so it, it, that's my feeling. I, and, and I'm not saying that he's worth like $4 million for two years by any means or anything, but he's worth more than 1.9. Tess, I want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, well, at, for, like, at first I was like, oh, Lord, another diva. Here we go. Like apparently we have a bunch of divas on the team that want to get a big paycheck. Um, I think it's more his agent that is screwing him over because I feel like if AA wanted to go play in Russia, he would have left already. As soon as that story came out, he would have been on that plane first ticket he got he would have been gone bye-bye but he's still here and he posted that encrypting picture on instagram i saw thanks to tyler i saw earlier like what does it mean there's like no caption is he coming to play with us i don't know i think his agent is trying to be a big baller but he has no room and ken holland yeah he can be kind of dumb at times but ken holland's like i've already been playing this game all summer with these young guys like i think because ken holland did screw a lot of these young guys over with these stupid contracts for Helm and Alducator. He can't give AA what he probably wants. So if I'm AA and I truly love the game and I like being a Red Wing, I would just take whatever I can get for right now, bust my ass all year, and then hopefully I'll get a pay raise. I mean, if you love the game, you're going to play it. Stop with this whole money thing. He's making more money than I am right now. He's living a better house and driving a better car. I don't want to hear him bitching about it. You're playing a freaking game for a living. Well, let's, Take not, the money, let's play not forget, the game. This, is, this isn't the first time Andre Santanasiu has had an issue with the front office or an issue with coaching. There was a lot of issue last year with his playing time. That is true. With Blashill and, you know, whether Henrik Zetterberg was strong-arming, you know, the front office or not in, in allowing that some of those other guys to play over him. Um, I can imagine that the guy just hasn't been happy there in the last year or two as an organization, so he's using If you're not happy, then leave. Like that's what I'm like. Also, though, also like I'm thinking like if he was such a hot like ticket, then why hadn't any other NHL team picked him up? Well, he is he is he is a restricted free agent, so that would require an offer. Oh yeah, I believe that has that ship has already sailed um, for the season. I just want to throw my thoughts in there real quick about this, and like I've kind of made it known. Like I love Athanasiu. Mickey Redman actually told me I looked like Athanasiu, whether I agree with that or not. <laughs> that's uh, that's something we can talk about another day. Um, but Andreas Athanasiu, if you're listening to this, 1.5 for um, one, one year. year. Bet on yourself if you're really that much of a um, you know you have that kind of attitude, put your money where your mouth is like my dad said, and take that money and bust your ass. Like Tess said, and you know, go out there and then earn your money. David Pasternak. A lot of people like to compare these situations. David Pasternak has all the leverage because he scored 30 goals. Andreas at the doesn't have any leverage to go, but going to the KHL, which I don't think is going to happen. I think he'll hold out before, before he ends up going to the KHL. And I also think that Andreas Athanasiu is the type of player that, you know, if he gets that contract, he's going to bust his ass and he's going to play tough. But this is what they have right now. This is what they have. They can't do much more. I guess you could try to trade him if you really wanted to, but he's not going to go to the KHL. If you want a little bit of insight, his uh, his agent is Darren Ferris. 
Uh, Darren Ferris is also the agent to Sam Bennett. Uh, what he tried doing with Bennett was the same thing. He threatened to send Bennett over to Europe. He said he's got many offers from European teams. Bennett's in the same situation was in the same situation that Athanasiu is in. He has no arbitration rights. So when you have no arbitration rights, they threaten that you're going to leave and go to a different country to play. If he was going to go, he would have went already. There's no way you go play in a second-rate uh, league to the NHL. No way. No. Well, I would fire his agent to like yesterday. That agent's got to go. He's doing a stupid thing. These well, and I want to know why Mm-mm. why that offer drops off tremendously too from the two years at one point nine to the one year at one point five. Uh, that seems like a. I mean, that's usually how it goes. You take one year, and uh, you know, it, it's just well, less. No, but, but like that's um, that's to your point. But it's not less by half. No, it's but it ends up. It ends up being a make it or they, they kind of look at it as a make it or break it year. If they you pay him one point five and he does amazingly, yeah. maybe he'll get two point five, or you send him on the one point nine for two years. But that's yeah. to, to Tyler's point is why not take that one year one point five? I don't know why you're trying to bluff with a KHL offer. So, see, I think the whole KHL thing is absolute bullshit. I, it, it's absolute bullshit. I think if you like Greg said, if he was going to go to the KHL, he would have done that already. And, and the other thing I would tell you about Athanasiu is, yes, he's a good player, but if he's going to sit here and re- – what does he want? That's my thing. Where There has been no report on what he wants. I mean, apparently he has an offer in the KHL for th- three, um, $3 million for one year. They don't have that. The Red Wings don't have that. So if he's going to go play in the KHL, there's no leverage, though, because if he comes back, it's he's in the same situation next year. It makes no sense. It makes absolute no sense. Take them, take the one million or the one point five, and shut your mouth. Work hard. Put your money where your mouth is. Score 20, 25 goals. There you go. Then you get your payday next summer, or the summer after. Interest, you could also have other teams interested in him, and they could have like a freaking like war going on between who can, who's going to pay him the highest. Like if he really wants to get that money, then play for it. The other thing is, too, I believe he's got two more years of arbitration years, so it wouldn't be next year. It would be the the summer after that that he'd be an unrestricted free agent, um, you know, barring a, a long-term offer. But, you know, you look at the core, Mantha, Larkin, Andreas Athanasiu. Those are three guys that are supposed to be on your team moving forward. If Andreas Athanasiu, let's say he does go to the KHL, now you don't have him. He's a difference maker especially if he gets the ice time he deserves. That's where I'm at with that. Well, enough talking about one young guy. Let's talk about some young guys that haven't caused us headaches yet. If everyone follows Red Wings, you would have been aware that the prospect tournament for the NHL happened up in good old Traverse City this weekend. And our lovely little baby wings, they finished out with a 1-3 and record and were sixth overall out of eight teams there. So, yeah, yeah. Kind of disappointing, but it's okay. They're still little babies. Tyler, what do you have to say about this prospect tournament? So first of all, the prospect tournament is something that, you know, it doesn't carry a lot of weight. Obviously, you want to see your team do well, and you want to see the players do well. Um, Unfortunately, we don't get a lot of coverage of it. You know, uh, there's not a lot of TV for it. I did see some of the stream, but it was almost unwatchable. Um, but I did actually talk to one of our friends that have been on the show a lot of times and a very good friend of mine, George Malik. And he said, you know, so far, uh, Svechnikov, Sadawi, um, Holmstrom and Sariarvi have been excellent. 
and Philip Heronic and Dennis Chilowski, who was a first round pick, uh, not this past year, but the year before. Um, he went to St. Cloud State. And now I believe he's going to be playing in the OHL. Um, you know, they're very close behind. So that's a good sign. He also said that Sulak has been really rough and that Machowski has been, was shaky on Friday, but had gotten better. And I asked him about Rasmussen and he said Rasmussen has been okay. And basically he said that, you know, he could play better and, and there could be a little bit more effort there. And he also said Giovanni Smith, you know, Matt loves him. Uh, <laughs> Matt's a been, big fan. <laughs> Number one fan. Giovanni <laughs> Smith has been up and down, and I guess he's taken a, 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 fit, a few too many penalties. So, obviously, he's uh, got to cut that out a little bit. That'll make Matt uh-huh. happy. Um, you know, other than that, that, that's pretty much all I got from him. I actually will probably have another conversation with him uh, to see, you know, if anything had changed, but that was on Sunday. So, you know, things may have changed uh, from then, but that's, that's my thoughts. And uh, I also would say that I'm a lot more looking forward to training camp itself because it is coming. It's coming on Saturday, I believe uh, Friday and Saturday is when they, they bolt, when they all start for the NHL. So uh, hockey's coming. Yep. The boys are heading all up to Traverse city. This afternoon, I was following them on their Snapchat and Instagram. They're all heading up there. They're doing their community service work along the way. So it's pretty exciting. And the roster for our boys was released. Just Some a quick th- side note real quick, Tess, and I don't mean to cut you off. Andreas oh, Athanasiu is not going to be at camp until there's a contract. Obviously, that's league rules, but he won't be there until there's a contract. So. And, and while you're pulling up the rosters, uh, did you uh, see the pictures of Anthony Mantha? Anthony Manta. No, um, dude is dude is huge. See, I mean, oh, I was, love that. He was tall to begin with, but I did not say he did look like he has been working out, which is fine. Oh. As a female, I can admire that. He um, looks like he's a solid two fifty at least right now. Well, good. We need it. Like we need that. all the help we can get. Absolutely. So, the roster, so there's three teams, Team Delucchio, Team Howe, and Team Lindsay. And something that they're changing up for this um, training camp, they're having all the starters play on one team, where in years past they've, like, split everyone up into, like, groups and stuff to kind of just see how everyone plays. Um, so, yeah, you have our uh, typical starters and then our lovely PTOs. Yeah, P.A. Parento and David Booth. The one name that stuck out to all of us that we uh, said was uh, Dennis Chalowski. He's playing with the big boys this training camp, so he gets to play with um, Trevor Daly, DeKaiser, Erickson, Mike Green, Jensen, Cromwell, Olette, and Sproul, and see what he's made of. Tyler, Tanner, what do you guys It's interesting to see that Ryan Sproul's on there because he, if you guys remember, he had that knee injury um, oh, yeah. That's you know, at the end of the season last year. So it's interesting to see him on there. Same with Erickson. I don't know if they just put players there uh, without knowing if they're going to be available or not. But yeah, that, that that's the one. That might be good I news for Sproul's knee injury. Let's hope that. Yeah. I'll take him over Erickson any day. Are you kidding? Yeah, and he's right. Another right-hander on that defense. I guess you know, looking at you know, we talk about that prospect tournament. Um, you know, I trust George's analysis and talking about these young guys. But I heard kind of the overall theme was everybody was just kind of okay. Um, with the exception of a couple people. So coming into training camp, I guess my expectations aren't real high when it comes to, you know, seeing those young guys, I guess, um, like I want to see them continue to play, but I guess it really means nothing um, in training camp, as long as they all kind of stay healthy, um, I guess is my main goal. 
So it'll be interesting. I don't think the PTOs are any more than a competition thing. You know, we'll see. Drew Miller, I don't know if we touched on that. He got a, a PTO to Chicago. Um, I'm glad that one of those fringe fourth liners who continues to He's finally- jump on and off the freaking <laughs> game day roster every other day is gone. Uh, the Silver shit. Fox in the, the Windy Silver City. Fox, yeah. <laughs> He's Silver taking Fox. over Chi-Town. <laughs> um, so I'm kind of glad that's out the window, but I, I'm hoping, you know, these BTOs are just nothing more than a competition thing. PA Parento um, would be a good backup just in case AA is gone. I was going to say that. PA Parento, you know, from from all the, the hockey that I've watched, and, you know, you guys know me. I can watch a fucking Columbus game against uh, Arizona on a Wednesday night in October. It doesn't matter. Um, I've seen PA Parento play a decent amount. That guy's gritty. That guy's a gritty some bitch. And there's a reason that that guy continues to, you know, find a spot on a roster because that guy has heart. And, uh, you know, like Greg said, that would be a good uh, addition to the team. You know, if AA can't come back or, or, you know, if AA ends up signing in the KHL or whatever, um, I actually think Parento might make the team anyways, because he's that kind of player. Who would you have him replace if he makes the team? Well, there's still a report that uh, that Luke Glendening may or may not be ready for the regular season, so that may open up a spot right right then and there. Although I know he doesn't play center, so I guess you can figure it out with Helm or, or Shan there in the middle. Oh no, not Luke Glendening. <laughs> hey, I like LGD. He's really nice to look at. <laughs> um, I'm really hoping that Tyler Bertuzzi, like, I feel like maybe, I'm hoping he's like a shoe-in for this uh, upcoming season because I really I like so. him. I feel like we need to start getting younger rather, like, sooner rather than later because um, we're just, uh, we're getting too old. That's been the same thing for us. We don't want to see any of these older guys come in and just take the spot of a younger kid who, you know, could have the chance to develop like a Bertuzzi or like a Shvesnikov, so. yeah. That, that'll be where I'll be really disappointed if that's why he's making the roster. The yeah. plus side is that we do have a lot of, like, baby wings, like I, I like to call them, that, you know, are in the wings waiting to have their number called. So, I mean, the future is bright, but we're just kind of stuck with these few people, right? Like, Advocator and Helm. Somebody will step up if AA doesn't want that contract. I know, that is, I mean, that has to be motivation for a lot of these young guys because if he, he's not at camp, they're like, well, he's not here. Like, mm-hmm. if I have speed, I'm going to, you know, use my speed. I'm going to impress and the coach. And Detroit's just going to operate like he won't be there. I don't Go think ahead. it's phasing, Kate. I don't think Ken Holland is phased by it. He's like, you want to play your games? I don't mean, I don't think AA is the one playing. I think it's, like I said before, it's the agent. I mean, if, I feel like A should voice his opinion, like, I want to play, but that's a whole other story. But KH, he's like, I have a season ready to go. Like, we sucked last year. My head's on a platter. The city wants to kill me. I need to make sure I put the best team out there on October 5th. So, yeah. I mean, he did, it's not – I don't think he's phrasing him about this whole thing. He's like, I feel like Ken Holland has, like, a piece of paper. Like, you want to come sign it? It's right here. Just give me a call. But until then, I'm going up to Traverse City and drink my wine, watch the boys play. You will not compete with the KHL. Uh-uh. I mean, do you blame him? Why does the NHL have to compete with the KHL? They don't. They don't. They don't. Absolutely, they don't. And you that's, know what? That's the one thing Ken Holland's gotten right. If I'm KH, I go to Athens U. I'm like, hey, look, you want to go play in Russia with those planes? You want to go play in Russia with the, the culture that's different? you know, without going into political issues and everything, you want to go play in Russia in front of, um, 
I don't know, like 11,000, 12,000, as opposed to playing for an iconic NHL original six franchise in front of 20,000 at a brand new arena. Okay, be my guest. Go take the two million extra and, and, you know, come back next year because we still have your rights. We still have everything. And it's going to be the same situation next year. On a second thought, a guy, you know, if Athanasiu does end up going to the KHL or holding out or whatever, I think a guy that could make the team is uh, Evgeny Svechnikov. I liked him last year. Apparently, he's done really good in uh, the the training camp, and hopefully, he, or in the rookie camp, hopefully, he does well in the training camp as well. No, I think it'd be awesome to have all these young guys finally have like the young guys outnumber the old cars that need to get out of here. Throw back what I was gonna say, like I was uh, Dylan Larkin. I really hope he has worked his ass off this summer because. My sassy, my small human, she said, I, mean, I my previous article I wrote, she, I asked her, who does she think needs to prove themselves the most? And she goes, Dylan. And she, I'm like, why? She goes, because he wasn't fast enough last year. He didn't score as many goals. So he didn't get to the puck fast enough. He didn't win the speed competition. He needs to be faster. So I agree with the seven-year-old. Dylan just needs to step up his game because that sophomore slump killed him last year. So mm-hmm. I'm rooting for Larkin to be a beast. And I'm excited for what Greg said about Mantha looking well, beastly because we can use all that help we can get. Anthony Mantha would be a huge addition, especially if FNSU doesn't end up coming here or coming back, I should say. I think That'd be now so is awkward when he walks in the door, like if he does that sign, like, hey guys, I've been, you know, being a dick all summer. Like, let's play some hockey. Like, how do you go about that? I don't think the players, <laughs> I don't think the players take it as, as, you know, to heart as you might think because you know they know it's a business at the end of the day and you know Tatar did the same thing basically we all have an inner petty high school girl in us we're all Except it was I'm sure early, they'll be earlier. like ugly stares they'll be awkward stares like mm-hmm, I know what you did this summer mm-hmm. yeah, well, that, that's what I would be that locker room's already probably had some issues so it's not like that'll help and that's, uh, yeah it's another thing I was thinking about it's just been a very dramatic summer I feel like within that locker room so I mm-hmm. all that negativity can just exit because I want a good season damn it we deserve it the fans deserve it so we're uh we're gonna wrap this up um I thank you guys for joining us but before we do we're gonna give up uh, give a shout out to our sponsor Howie's Hockey Tape so we want you to go you guys to check out Howie's Hockey Tape, a Michigan product from Grand Rapids that now sells to each NHL team, including our favorite, the Detroit Red Wings. Howie's also sells to the NCAA, the American Hockey League, which is the AHL, and the OHL. Anything you need for the locker room, Howie's Hockey Tape has. Give them a follow on Instagram, at Howie's Hockey Tape. You can also follow them on Twitter, at Hockey Tape. You can check out their website, howieshockeytape.com or .ca for our Canadian folks out there. Another reason why you need to check out Howie's is that you can use our promo code WINGDO and you'll get 10% off. Show some love for a Michigan company and check out Howie's Hockey Tape today. So, guys, I appreciate you guys joining us. I just want you guys to shout out uh, your Twitter handles. So, Tess, you go ahead first, please. My Twitter handle is at TMDudleyXO. Tanner, go ahead. At the other T Swift. And I'm at Tyler underscore Sealy. Greg, what is yours? I am at bringing the wing. So that's going to wrap us wrap up another edition of Winged Octopus. We, we have another one coming up pretty soon. For all you guys, I'm Tyler. Thanks and have a nice day. It's classy hockey town. That's a wrap on this episode of Winged Octopus. Make sure to give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, as well as like us on Facebook. You can also find our podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. 
We thank you for tuning in and hope everyone had a great night. Stay classy, Hockey Town. Yes,